Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flow Over Fear podcast, where it is our mission to help you to rise above fear and realize your ultimate potential in leadership and life. I'm your host, Adam Hill, and it is my goal to share with you the human side of high performance. My guests share their experience with fear, anxiety, struggle, challenge, and most importantly, despite all of it, how they rose above it to achieve incredible results. So if you're ready to rise up, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this recap episode of Flow Over Fear. And I'm going to talk about the interview that I just had with Aaron Velke. And Aaron is a lot, does a lot of things. He's got a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, and this was such a cool interview because we went in a lot of different directions. And I'm hoping we can have a round two at some point where I could dive deeper. We can dive deeper on some of these topics because he was dropping a lot of knowledge bombs. And I think there's a lot, a lot of knowledge there. Um, and if you, if you, haven't already, I would, I would, you know, first recommend you go and listen to the episode, get some, get some perspective on this guy and then visit areyouinyourownway.com and learn more about him and learn more about his coaching because he is a coach. He's a personal development transformation coach. He's a CEO. He's an author. He's a keynote speaker. He has, uh, he's coached girls soccer in the past. He was a, he was a, a, uh, college athlete, uh, He's done a lot of great things, um, and uh, uh, and this conversation went in a lot of different directions. As I said, one of the first questions I asked him was, "How is he able to do so much? How is he able to find so much balance in his life?" And to that, he told me that he didn't really like the word balance; that he tried to reframe that into harmony. And I thought that that was really important because, and, and it was, it became a theme for a lot of the interview. That, you know, the language, how we define things shapes our interpretation of things. Uh, that, for example, like, you know, people are always looking at trying to find balance in their lives. And you never hear of any high performers or high achievers or entrepreneurs or business people saying, I finally found that balance. No, they're always saying, I need to find more balance in my life. I need to form, find more balance in my life. But ultimately, it never happens. But instead, you know, what Aaron was proposing is that, you know, there's, there's harmony. If they seek harmony, then they find that peace where they can do multiple things, but maybe find that harmony in their life where, where, uh, where they're, where they're playing the right song, so to speak. And the way that he's able to do that is the way that he's able to find flow, he says, is that is when he's letting go of balance and finding that harmony. And he does th so through, Focusing on what he's really, really good at. I mean, it sounds simple, right? But in order to focus on what we're really, really good at, we have to organize and systematize the things we're not so, so good at. And that's the tricky part. We've talked about systems before on a few other episodes, including Ernesto, uh, Ernesto Mandowski, who uh, talked a lot about how systems can help us to rise above our fears. Um, Finding those systems is always a challenge, but we can find the systems through the people or the software. And if we can do that, if we could create those systems, we can create greater flow in our lives. And of course, that helps us to rise above our fears. Another definition that, that, that came to him and that, that he clarified was uh, the definition of belief. 
Now, uh, self-belief, beliefs that we have in ourselves is certainly a limiting factor for us, is, is something that limits us from becoming our best. If we have, if, if, if we don't have empowering beliefs about ourselves, uh, but it, it is all in de defining how, what, what belief really means. And Aaron found that when he looked up the definition of belief, he found that belief was actually in that definition, which I found to be really strange. It's, it's odd that, that the, that the word itself would be in the definition too. But he chose to define it as a choice of truth, which is, which is powerful. What is, what is a belief? What is the choice of truth that you're telling about yourself? And that's a starting point to knowing where you, uh, uh, where you are, you know, what, what you're choosing to believe about yourself, which, what truth you're choosing about yourself. And from an early age, you know, Aaron dealt with a lot of the same kind of, uh, challenges that many kids deal with, you know, including, uh, being bullied. He had to really learn as a kid that that might, that some of that was his own perception. And in that perception was this truth of he felt like he was not enough. Now, can you relate to that? And that, 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 that is truly one of the, one of the roots of any of the fears that we have is that this fear of that we're just not enough. And so knowing that and acknowledging that as, uh, as, as he said, that all transformation starts with awareness. And so once we are aware of that, then we can start the transformation process. And, you know, our, our, I, I got into a little bit of his history with regard to, uh, his experience, his experiences in, in, uh, uh, in getting into soccer and get and playing at a high level and going from that kid who didn't really believe in himself and didn't, didn't really think that he was enough to getting onto a, a, a division one soccer team in college, um, and, and becoming a, a, a great soccer player. And the truth be told, it came out, it, it, it turned out to, to be that it was a commitment in it to outwork everyone else. And it led to one of the beliefs that he worked with within his home life that became something of a superpower to him. That was an important one that, that really resonated with me. And it was that we live in these two worlds of there's, there's certain people that play to win. They play to win the game. And there's others that play to keep playing. And when you're playing to keep playing, you're playing what's called an infinite game. Uh, and, and Aaron explained that the infinite versus the finite game is, is, uh, where there's a finite game where there's, there's specific out, there's a specific outcome that needs to, to happen. There's specific amounts of people that need to be playing. There's specific rules to the game, but an infinite game has no real rules, no criteria for winning, no number of people that need to be playing. So essentially you create your own rules for success on that. And if you're out playing, really any game that's worth winning is a game of attrition. And so if you're willing to continue playing and you're playing a game that you want to keep playing, that's really truly the, uh, the goal of, of, of winning at life. Find the games, find the games that you want to keep playing. Find those infinite games. And, um, you know, this led into his career with, with, uh, as a soccer coach when he was in his early twenties. Um, and he w became a soccer coach to young women, uh, young, young women, I think between the ages of 10 and 17. And that's obviously a very formative age for young women. So he learned a lot from 
from those he was coaching. And he learned that, that coaching young women is a lot different than coaching young men. Uh, the dynamics of it, the, the challenges of it, the, 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 the aspects of what was happening in that ecosystem. And it taught him a lot about how we may be uh, impacting our kids in the way that we're talking to them. So some of the lessons that he got from that, 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 that he would give to us is, is first that we should do as his book uh, defined, which is let her play, let her kids just play. Don't come in there with the expectation of winning or, or any kind of, 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 of goals for our own kids. Let them have their goals and let them just play. They just want to play. And second is the idea of, of in that kind of community that you might not have a whole lot of understanding for. Learn to listen more than you speak. And that's one thing that he did as a coach was he learned to listen more than he spoke. And he ended up learning more from his kids than, than he taught to them. And the final thing that he said, which was really powerful too, and really resonated with me was that, that on the car is that the biggest impacts come on the car ride home. That's when the biggest things happen is, is from the practice, from the games, if we're telling our kids, well, you really should have passed to Shannon or, or you should have, you should have kicked that goal. That's going to be the thing that they remember. So don't invite that criticism. Don't, don't engage in that criticism and only engage in feedback. If it's carefully invited and do so carefully. So that, that was, that was a powerful uh, set of rules that he got from, from his experience in coaching. And that led him into his coaching career where we talked a little bit about the idea of humility. And this was a powerful, another powerful definition that he gave was that his previous definition of humility was that he was one who, and, and I shared this too, like that there, that there are negative and positive aspects to many different words, just as there's negative or positive aspects to fear or anxiety or really anything or money or or time or, or anything like that, there are positive and negative aspects to humility or humbleness. The negatives to it are that a lot of times it leads to people pleasing. We tend to get into this phase of, of trying to please other people. And that kind of gives us a sense that we're being humble by, by pleasing them. And a lot of times it's, it's lowering ourselves. It's, it's lowering our, our, our achievements or, or what we're good at. When in reality, we're doing them a disservice, doing people a disservice by not giving them our talents, giving them what we're really good at. So instead, he gave an alternative definition of humility, which is very important. And I think that everybody should really tune into, which is humility should be, should be ownership with awareness and service. Ownership in that we are owning what we're good at. That we're owning what we're good at and we're being aware of where we're operating of the ecosystem we're operating in, in, in terms of what community are we in uh, so that we can better be in service to that community. That's humility. And if you own it, you can truly give your talents and be forthcoming about those talents and what you're really, really good at. And that kind of got into the next topic of, of, how people get into coaching. I asked if everybody is coachable, if everyone in the world is coachable. 
And the truth is, the truth is that not everyone is coachable. In fact, it may be argued that many people are not coachable. And the reason that most people are not coachable is because many people are not willing to take responsibility for what they see in themselves, for who they are. One of the mantras that I have every single morning, one of the affirmations that I make is that I am responsible for everything that I am, everything that I have been, and everything that I will be. Everything that is in me, I am responsible for. I take responsibility for it. And the second that we can do that is the second that we're opening up ourselves to the ways in which we can improve. We're opening ourselves from the small world that we might exist in if we're saying that we're not responsible, if we're victims, if the world around us is happening to us and not for us. If, if we're living in that world, our world is so small, but if we're actually taking responsibility for it, our world expands, our opportunities expand, the possibilities expand, and now it just becomes a path, a path, a, a strategy forward. That's the kind of thing that Aaron can offer through his coaching is when people have that, that frame of mind that they are responsible for themselves, responsible for everything they were, everything they have been and everything that they are, that then they can make the change that he can, he can take them on that journey. And usually that starts with some sort of plateau that, that they're, that they've, that they feel stuck, that they feel like they've hit, that they, that they've hit a plateau. But ultimately, if they're taking responsibility for it, then they can start to figure out like, well, what, what is the approach here? And the important part of about a, about a, about a, a plateau is that there's two things happening in there that they're, they're either we're not capable or there's no team. And the first part about that is to establish a team that can help you to, to rise above that plateau. But ultimately, plateau is, exists in discomfort. There's a discomfort. In plateau. That's why we want to get out of it so quickly. That was one of the things Aaron said was that we want to get out of that plateau so quickly because it's uncomfortable. And with anything else, we just don't want to experience the discomfort. But if we can, but if we can and can accept first that we can sit in that discomfort and start to analyze how we can get out of it, how the best approach is to rise above it, then we can start to get through that plateau. There are a lot of different directions we took in this interview with Aaron and, you know, I could, I could go deep on, on all of these things, but I do want to encourage you to listen to the episode. And, uh, and if you want to learn more about Aaron, go to areyouinyourownway.com or go to aaronvelke.com. Learn more about him, learn more about his coaching, learn more about get out of your own way coaching and, uh, and learn, learn more about his upcoming book, uh, Let Him Play, which is more about him raising, uh, uh, raising a new son and uh, some of the lessons he's learning from that. But it was a really great interview. I had a really great time with Aaron, and I'm looking forward to doing a round two someday. Um, and I hope you'll listen to the episode. I hope you got a lot out of it. And until next time, thanks for joining me. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Flow Over Fear podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. I will be so grateful if you do. 
And I'll look forward to bringing you more value in our next episode. I'll see you then.